From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. For November 15th, 2018, week 11 of the NFL season is going to start in two hours, which means we need to talk betting and fantasy with Danny Flecker. Good evening, sir. How you doing? Um, I'm fine. Um, let me ask you this. Um, I could not believe how many Boston residents, Boston area residents, Boston um, hat, uh, Red Sox hats I saw in um, Aruba. And it stunned me. Everywhere I was meeting people from there, there was a Patriots five-time world champion flag flying two hotels down. Xander Bogarts is from Aruba, so obviously there's a lot of, of local joy there. But I was texting with somebody from Aruba, uh, uh, sorry, texting with somebody who's a, a, a lifelong resident who said, look, um, it's basically New England 2.0. Everybody goes there. It's easy to get to. As somebody who is not from there but has lived there now for a whole bunch of years, uh, do you hear a lot of residents and, and lifelong people going to Aruba from Boston? Yeah, I, I think it's a popular destination, especially now coming up. You know, the winters we have up here, people need to get away. So it's been someplace that's easy and, and close to get, not close, but, you know, it's easy, direct to get to from... From Logan, why not? And the flights aren't that expensive, and uh, to get away from the winter that we have up here, which you know it's November fifteenth or, or whatever, and it's already snowing in the northeast, so it's probably an easy destination to get to. But I, I do know a lot of people that that do go there uh, during this time of year. Crazy. I don't know why Aruba and why not, you know, St. Lucia, but hey, you know. God bless all the people who uh, head to Aruba. It's a wonderful place. Um, let's start here. Chiefs-Rams showcase game, game of the year possibly, Super Bowl preview possibly, was supposed to be played in Mexico City, has been moved, excuse me, to Los Angeles uh, because of field conditions. USC is not home this weekend, so it's guaranteed uh, to have a good playing surface in Los Angeles. The line I have here is Rams one-point favorites, but that was back when this game was in Mexico City. Um, so what is, what's the latest line you've seen for Monday? And any stock do you put in the venue being changed, the fact that the Rams have been training in altitude and now they're going back to sea level? You know, What's your take on that? So the line is three and a half uh, in favor of the Rams. And from a betting perspective, I was ecstatic that they moved the location of the field uh, for a number of different reasons. One, like, you saw those pictures. I think any sports fan saw those pictures. What a disgrace to, to have something like that be even thought about before a big game. And maybe it wasn't going to be a big game at the beginning of the year. Who knew? No one knew the Chiefs were going to be like this. But uh, from a betting perspective, that line jumped up to three and a half points. And that, to me, was like, all right, all, all in on the Chiefs in this game. That extra two two points or two and a half points, whatever it is, I think the a really good sign to take the, the Chiefs in that one. If it was closer to a pick em, then you know you lose out, I think, on, on having any sort of value on any team because you, at that point, it's a coin flip. But at least in this situation, the Chiefs can lose by three and you're still going to be able to cash in. So from a betting perspective, from a fantasy perspective, being able to play on a field that you know is a good field, Granted, it's a, now it's a real home game for the Rams, but they don't really present any sort of real home field advantage. 
going to be good weather, sunny, you know, perfect football game, you know, for mid-November in, in Los Angeles. So I, I think if you're in the fantasy playoff hunt, if you're a gambler, uh, if you're the team, you're probably ecstatic that you don't have to travel to that shithole that is Mexico City and, and all the problems that it presents not only for uh, fans but for the players. Uh, you know, last year, uh, you know, I was reading reports that the Patriots players didn't even shower after the game because they didn't want to get involved with any of that water situation. Oh, jeez. So I, I think this is, yeah, it makes the NFL look like a bunch of idiots, but I think overall it's probably the that you can hope for from a variety of different perspectives. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, it's, it, it, it's, it speaks a lot that the Patriots would not even want to shower in Mexico City. I think that says all, all you need to know about the game being moved. Um, from a fantasy perspective, uh, um, I find... A, there's uh, a cup being out for the year. Twenty ACL is obviously bad news for the Rams and bad news for fantasy players. But I, I just I feel like this is not a game to start the Ram defense uh, fantasy wise. This is a game that is going to be, um, I think, a shootout, and I think could be you know a thirty four thirty one type game. Yeah, the over-under is set for 64, which is the highest line that's ever been produced since 1986. So, <laughs> this game's going to have scoring. We saw what the over-under for the Pat Chiefs game was, I had to think, it was like around 60 or so, and they scored uh, 83 points in that game. So, I think it's going to be a high-flying game. I think that both defenses are going to have to make a stop eventually if they want to win the game, but I think it's that classic scenario, whoever has the ball last is going to win uh, situation, and from an offensive side, you know, I expect fireworks, and I expect the Rams to be a little bit less efficient than they have been, you know, the cup injury, I think, is a killer, I think they could have maybe, you know, if they were to lose someone like Brandon Cooks or... Robert Woods, I think that it would still be a big blow, but I think Cup presents a different set of challenges for the Rams and replacing for a number of different reasons. So it's going to be interesting to see how they they play without him. You know, they did struggle a little bit offensively when he was out uh, against Denver, and I can't remember the other games they played without him, but I think that it's a big loss for them. And I, I do think in this game, at least, my I'm leaning towards the Chiefs, uh, just given that... They're healthy on offense. Their defense is playing a little bit better. Not great, but I think that they do present a lot of challenges for the Rams on, you know, when they're on defense. And the Rams' defense is, is going backwards, in my opinion. They don't have the manpower, I think, to keep up with the Chiefs. Uh, the, the point that I was going to make before um, is, is, is that, look, it's great that the Rams are giving away thousands of tickets to first responders, their families, people impacted by both the fires and the shootings in, 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 in Thousand Oaks. But it speaks volumes that you have thousands of tickets to give away in the first place. Um, yeah, there's no home field advantage there at, at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of sucks if you're the Rams, you want to be able to have that. But one, it's like a really crappy stadium for an NFL team to be at. Um, and, you know, they're still new in that area. So I, I think it's... The Rams are just getting those three and a half points just based off of the game being in L.A. If it was minus one in Mexico City, uh, that means on a neutral field this game was a pick So the three points is just there because of the home field. So 
you know, to me, it means that I, I lean towards the underdog in that situation, and uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs. And the, the Rams, you know, sh- need to be good in order to develop that fan base, which they they seem to be doing, but. They have no advantage playing at home. All right, let's do a couple things here. We're going to do tonight's game, then we're going to do betting, yes, no's, fantasy, yes, no's for the rest of the year. We have Green Bay, Seattle, vital game for both teams, vital game in the sense of I think Green Bay is going to make the playoffs. I don't know if Seattle is good enough to make the playoffs. Seattle is two-and-a-half-point favorites. Do you like this from a betting perspective, and then what's your fantasy thoughts? I like Green Bay in this game. Aaron Rodgers has usually played pretty well against that Seattle defense, even if it's been at home or, or wherever it's been. He's, he's usually done pretty well against them. So I do like the Packers in this game. I think you fire up all your players that you have on both sides. I think Aaron Jones had a breakout game last week. They should be looking to give him the ball a little bit more this week as well. Uh, you know, From a wide receiver perspective on the Packers, you got... Jimmy Graham, you got that Marquise Valdez gambling guy. We'll be playing a lot more snaps tonight because Cobb is out and you have Adams. So fire up all those guys. And on the Seattle side, you know, Russell Wilson is going to give you a good game. The, the running back situation is a little bit muddy, but I think you should be comfortable playing both Carson and Mike Davis, if, you know, especially in a bye week if you don't have any other options uh, with Mike Davis. And from a wide receiver perspective, Baldwin looked to be good last night. I mean, last week. And, and Lockett is their second option there. So. I think, you know, with the buy still in play, you got to fire up those guys that you have them. I, I do expect this game to be a little high scoring for a Thursday night, so um, you should be comfortable with all the players you have on, on both teams. Um, as you look now, helps if I hit the right button, um, at the rest of the slate, first of all, the Jets have a bye, hallelujah. Uh, second of all, the Giants actually won a football game, hallelujah. Um but uh, for for people who actually would like to make money and make fantasy money and not worry about teams that were supposed to be good and are bad, i.e. the Jets, um, what is your slate on, on games that you like betting-wise and games that you don't? So uh, I like the Panthers this week, minus four at Detroit. Detroit's offensive line has been a sieve the last couple of weeks. Carolina got embarrassed thoroughly on Thursday night last week, you know, you know, they've had a couple extra days to, to recuperate and figure stuff out. That game is vital for them, you know, if they want to stay in the playoff hunt and possibly the NFC South uh, crown. I think Carolina, you know, they were on a nice little streak there, and they were able to be, they were able to move the ball a little bit against the Steelers, but I just think that Cam Newton interception at the beginning of the game was really the, the backbreaker. That They never came back from that, but... I do like Carolina at minus four, four and a half, depending on where you're getting it. I think that that's a good game for them. I think they match up well, and we'll be able to take it to them. Um, I do like uh, Minnesota plus three on Sunday night against Chicago. I know Chicago has been hot. I know Trubisky's been hot. But part of me thinks a lot of that has to do with the crap level of competition they've played the last couple of weeks. Um, Again, another important game for division races and for the playoffs. Vikings coming off by... Cook is back for them, healthy. I think we're going to see a really dynamic game plan from the from the Vikings, and I think their defense is starting to run into form, and we'll be able to, to keep Chicago at bay a little bit. I, I don't think what we've seen from Chicago yet is a finished product, and Trubisky still needs some time, but um, I, I just think at the end of the day, Minnesota presents challenges that they weren't going to be seen against the Bills, the Jets, or the Lions. So, um, you know, I, I, I like Minnesota in that game. Another game I like uh, a lot, too. I know 
Um, the Giants only won their second game of the season last year, but Tampa coming up to New York, I think really is a, a bad matchup for Tampa just because they're a warm weather team traveling north and when it's cold and we know how Miami has had trouble with that in the past and Tampa's not built for that type of football game. You know, they want to air it out. They can't run the ball. They can't stop the ball. They can't They can't do anything. They actually can't stop anything. So um, I think the Giants came out with a good game plan against the Niners and Odell Beckham, Shepard, Ingram, Barkley, even Manning are all op- are all players this week in fantasy. So um, I do like the type of matchup they have this week. They should be able to exploit that Tampa defense, get some points. And last year against them, they they lost on a last second field goal. So um, you know I, I do like the Giants and their their opportunity they have uh, here. It might not be great for their draft status in April, <laughs> but I, I do like them from a betting side of things. Um, another game. Keep your eye on the line. wasn't posted when I last looked, but Baltimore-Cincinnati. A lot of rumors, a lot of chatter about Baltimore getting rid of Harbaugh at the end of the year if they don't make the playoffs. Possibly Lamar Jackson or RG3 starting at quarterback on Sunday because Flacco's hurt. Um, I, I don't care who starts at quarterback for the Ravens. I, I like them a lot on Sunday. They're coming off a of bye. They were also a little embarrassed against the Steelers not being able to you know take it to their rivals and, and, and you know take... Uh, going to the bye week in a good position. I like the way that defense matches up against the Bengals. The Bengals are out with out of, with uh, no A.J. Green. Uh, Dalton, I think, just not the same type of player without his number one wide receiver there. And they're going to be throwing out there. Todd, uh, Tyler Boyd has had a great year, but behind him, who do they really have that's going to be able to step up and, and help them move the ball down the field? So I, I do like the, the Ravens in that game as well. A little bit of a, a sleeper pick if you're looking for something with, with value there. So um, those are some g- games I like. Some games I'm staying away from in, in general, Atlanta, Dallas, I think it's a toss-up. Dallas usually plays like crap on the road, but then they went out last week and, and took it to Philly in the second half and really punched them in the face. So I think that that's a game that could go either way. I, I don't think that there's a lot of value one way or the other. Both teams are coming off performances that you maybe didn't expect them to have last week, so for me, it just makes it really hard to gauge. Uh, I, I'm not touching the Saints game, even though they've won eight in a row. They've covered in every single game they've, they've won except for one. I just think nine points is a lot to lay down against a team that might be really, really desperate to play than the Eagles, so um, you just I think nine points is a lot, and if that game was under seven, I'd be all over the Saints. Nine's an odd number, so I, I don't want to you know, touch that game. I think there's other games you can find value in uh, this week. Another game that you can keep your eye on, too, I think Houston minus three at Washington. Washington was in a perfect spot last week. I love Washington as underdogs um, on the road after a crappy performance, but I just don't think they have enough offense at the end of the day to keep up with teams anymore. They have injuries all over their offensive line. There's Adrian Peterson's hurt. Chris Thompson is I, I don't even know what the heck is wrong with him. Um, he's been out for the last like four or five weeks. Their defense was a little exposed against Atlanta. I think you might see some similar type of things from Houston with the mobile quarterback, DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Demarius Thomas there now, and, and Lamar Miller's had a good year for them. So I, I think Houston's a good play this week too if you're if you're looking for another game to take. Um, by the way, I, I can fill you in. Cincinnati, Baltimore, none of the Vegas. Um, um, casinos and, and betting uh, uh, sports books have put up a line on that. Something called Unibet 
has made Baltimore four-point favorites, but they are the only ones who have done something. Westgate, Caesars, William Hill, and Wynn all still do not have any spread going on this. So yeah, they, won't, they won't be posting that until they find out the status of Flacco, so we might not find out until you know tomorrow afternoon or so. And finally, uh, bet, uh, fantasy yeses and fantasy noes. Uh, you know, I think we mentioned some, some already, but... You know, anybody playing tonight that you got, you know, that you need to put in, you know, put in. I think any Giants players you put in, I think Manning could be a nice streamer for you if you're looking for a quarterback on a bye. Uh, Mariota has been on fire last two weeks. Another quarterback that you can look to put in. Uh, he's got a pretty favorable matchup inside at Indianapolis. Uh, so I think him and Corey Davis are two players we've been waiting for all year to come around, and I think that they might be doing that. So those are two players, too, that you can be comfortable putting in to your lineups there. Um, Minnesota back in it. Dalvin Cook, I'm sure a lot of people have been waiting to put him in there. Seems to be 100%. I read today that there's nothing holding him back, so be comfortable putting him in. Um, guys, I would probably sit just given off of matchups. Um, I think any Eagles running back you have, you got to keep on your bench. I think they're going to be trailing. They're going to be looking to throw the ball. I just don't think any of them right now present any sort of value. They just it's kind of been an albatross back there this year. They haven't really found that one guy that's going to replace a Giants that they lost earlier in the year. I think they're going to, like I said, they're going to be trailing and looking to pass the ball a lot. Um, I think one guy you can skip this week might be Eric Ebron. I know he had a big week last week. Jack Doyle's back. I think last week was just a perfect week for him. I don't know if he's going to have that same type of production. Great, the tight end is a very, very thin position, but I, if you're a fantasy owner, don't expect him to have three touchdowns again this week. Uh, you know, and uh, Tennessee is the best defense at uh, not giving up yardage, touchdown, fantasy points, whatever you want to call it, to, uh, to tight end. So I think it's a tough matchup for both of those tight ends this week. And uh, as far as don't, I mean, it's a bye week, so you've got a lot of good players in that you don't want to put in. Especially with a pass being on by, um, you know, there's a lot of good players not, not available to you this week. But um, it's that time of year where you kind of have to plug and play and just hope for the best. And hope that your the stars you have are going to carry into the to the win this week. As always, thank you, my friend. No problem. Man. Have a good night. You got it. And thank you all for listening to Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling.